In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their world. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed saying, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute you. Guys, we honor you because you are grinding it out in the bubble. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. Guys, our goal is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless, anonymous, male-dominated bleachers that is so common in our society today, and to call you up to your absolute best version because when a man gets it, everyone everyone wins. wins. Hey guys, I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with the Mixed Master Dr. Pat George, how you doing, my man? Doing good today, thanks. Sweet, good to have you here, yeah, man. And then, here. of course, my backbone. That's a, that's a that's a polite way of saying <laughs> the butt. Yeah, the butt of the back <laughs> man car podcast. The, the our producer, my good friend, who is a one day on his way to forty six. Dale Culver, how you doing, man? I'm doing amazing. Just had the I'm birthday in- yesterday. I did. 46? I'm inspired. He's 45. Oh, 45. He's on one day on his journey to 46. Uh, closer to 50, though. See, I thought, he, 40. I thought he was entering his his magnum year, 44 magnum, but he actually just passed through that. Now he's in his 45 ACP year. So That's good. Yeah. Next year's tough because then you got to figure out what's – there's no 46. I guess you go with 460. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 460 Rigby. Yeah. Yeah, see, the, I don't watch black and white cowboy westerns, so I would not <laughs> hey, know. I watched Silverado. <laughs> Oh sweet! Last night uh, we're like we had That's to break a great it up. Movie. Break break it up in like three times because we're old. And so I'm like, I'm tired. I got to go to sleep. We'll pick up the last forty five minutes. Old tomorrow. at forty five. Yeah, I'm tired, man. You start a movie at ten. It's uh, I, I had got a guy half an hour. Geez, come on. I had a guy tell me at fifty between fifty and sixty, he seen the most age, and I'm fifty. I feel really good so far. But anyway, let's move into our podcast. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, do you got a man law for me today? I do. Uh, this one is learn from your failures and don't give up. And Ooh. so if you fall down, okay, great. Learn from it and keep going. Don't throw in the towel. Don't be a weenie. Keep 
going, keep fighting. I was inspired when we did the the podcast with CJ. You know, we were talking about, well, if you get one arm shot off, well, no big deal. You got another one. So keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got, you're good to go. I mean, we just throw in the towel so quickly. It's, it's, it's become embarrassing to be numbered among so many males today that throw in the towel so easily. And, um, yeah. I just would encourage guys to fight for the things that are matter that matter for the things that they are mandated in scripture to do. They just need to fight and never throw in the towel. And I understand, you know, marriage is in and divorce no matter what you do. I understand that people lose their job no matter what you do. I understand bad things happen in this world, but, but we don't have to make them happen. We don't have to sit idly by as they happen. You know, we can fight until uh, we win or we lose. And sometimes we lose. So I love it. I love it. Hey, guys, I want to make sure that you are on that Facebook forum for men called The Men in the Arena. Add your friends. Uh, We will reward you with swag if you do so. Guys, make sure you write a review for the podcast. If you do so, we will choose uh, among many of you, and one of you will get some swag sent your way. So make sure you go and do that. I should say if it's a one-star review, you'll get nothing. Yeah. If it's a five-star review. We can review, send them something. Yeah, we'll send them something, all right. Yeah. It'll be an emoji with a middle finger. Anyway, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, the, I want to get the media podcast today. That's terrible, and, uh, Jimmy. Today I wanna, I'm, I'm getting ready to fly to Colorado to speak to a group of men, and uh, their theme is crowded. And so I wanted to spend the first night talking about going against the crowds. And when I think of that, I think of the guy in the Bible named Caleb. And Caleb's story is found in the book of Joshua 14 or the book of Numbers chapter 13 and five things happened with Joshua that re- or with Caleb I'm sorry that really caught me in his story without going into the details you can study yourself but but you know he was in a situation where he and Joshua were up against the 10 other spies giving a bad report and then uh, later in his life in Joshua 14 when he's going to claim uh, his territory of promise uh, he basically tells uh, Joshua, hey, I've been trusting God all this time. I'm trusting God now. And I thought about this, and I thought, you know, he could have said something like this. Hey, I saw the 10 plagues of Egypt, and I'm still trusting God. I saw when God delivered Israel from Egypt's bondage, and I'm still trusting God. I watched God make the bitter waters of Marah fresh with a piece of wood, and I'm still trusting God. I noticed my shoes never wore out after 40 years, and I'm still trusting God. I watched Aaron and her hold up the hands of Moses until they, we defeated the Amalekites, and I'm still trusting God. I watched Moses strike the rock at Maranah, and water gushed out, and I'm still trusting God. I watched my clothes stay intact for 40 years, and I'm still trusting God. I watched manna fall from heaven, and I'm still trusting trusting God. I saw millions of hail, of quail fall from the land, on the land, and feed the people, and I'm still trusting God. I saw the pillar of smoke lead us by day, and I'm trusting God. I saw the pillar of fire watch over us at night, I'm still trusting God. I watched Israel cross the Jordan, and I'm still trusting God. I watched the sun stand still in the sky while we fought and crushed the Amorite kings, and I'm still trusting God. And I think, guys, when we look at our lives and finishing strong, we have to trust God. You have to trust God in the stress bubble. My marriage is a mess, and I'm still trusting God. I'm constantly mocked by my coworkers for my faith. I'm still trusting God. I don't know where to go to church right now, and I'm still trusting God. I lost my job, and I'm trusting God. I've lost my spouse, and I'm trusting God. My wife just had a report that's negative from a doctor, a blood exam, and I'm still trusting God. My spouse isn't living for Christ. I'm still trusting God. I can't pay my freaking bills, and I'm trusting God. God. You need to trust him. He's worthy of trust. The second thing Moses does is this. He says, you know what? 
I am still following God wholeheartedly. When you look at this uh, report of Caleb, five times in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Numbers, and three times in the book of Joshua, God or Moses or somebody speaks of Caleb that he followed the Lord his God wholeheartedly. And so one of the things I've been working on in my life, guys, is this. Jesus first, Jesus last, and Jesus everything in between. There are no compartments when it comes to your faith. A compartment means there are gaps. We should have no gaps in our faith. Even though we're compartmentalized men, our faith does not work that way. Our faith is overarching. Our faith is is uh, permeating all parts of our life. The third thing Joshua said, and I love that, or Caleb said, he said, I am still strong. In fact, in Joshua 15, we see Caleb fighting an uphill battle against the, uh, against the, the um, Anakim, which is the same group of people that the spies were afraid of back in Numbers chapter 13. So J- Caleb is saying, give me the high country. Give me the battle uphill. Let me fight the giants. I'll take them. And the thing that we don't understand, guys, as we get older, we think that we say this. We make this statement. Age is just a number. Well, somebody who was 30 must have said that because age is way more than a number. You know, uh, Toby Keith, hey, we love you, buddy. You know, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's true. You know, Proverbs 20 says, the glory of young men is their strength. The honor of old men is their gray hair. And what I mean by this is this. Caleb was still strong, but he learned how to lead and he learned how to leverage his strength we tend to measure strength like my grandpa Ramos used to do at 93. He'd say, feel my forearms, feel my forearms. I'm still tough. Well, that's great, but you died at 93. We have to measure our strength beyond tangible physical metrics. You know, how big am I? How strong am I? How fast am I? How fit am I? How much? How much? How much? There's so much more to strength than metrics. And Caleb leveraged his strength to take the hill country. And he did that by saying somebody could marry his daughter if they did it. Some some young guy volunteered and did it while Caleb watched. So the last, second, the fourth thing I want to share is this, guys. Uh, in our journey to finish strong through and beyond the stress bubble, Caleb says, I am still standing. And I thought about all the death that he'd seen, all the destruction he'd seen. Listen to this. this is the, these are the things he'd seen. I'd watched the 10 plagues kill the land of Egypt, but I'm still standing. I heard the screams when the firstborn of Egypt died, and I'm still standing. I watched the Red Sea part and the Egyptian army crush beneath it, but I'm still standing. I watched Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, killed by God when they offered unauthorized fire, but I'm still standing. I watched the son of Shilometh stoned to death after he blasphemed God, but I'm still standing. I watched my entire generation, men and women, friends and family, die but I'm still standing. I watched the walls of Jericho fall and the people inside destroyed, but I'm still standing. I watched us conquer the cities of Canaan and claim their land, and I'm still standing. I watched Moses die, and I'm still standing. Guys, you don't have to be the best. You simply have to outlast the rest. Are you going to be the last one standing at all costs? Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to quit? Are you going to file for no-fault divorce? Are you going to fight for the things that you love until the day you die, and then you're going to keep fighting? I love a TCU inside their football locker room. They have a sign on the wall that says, we're going to fight them till hell freezes over, and then we'll fight on ice. And that 
is the attitude that Caleb had. And the last thing I want to say is this, guys. I'm still in the fight. At not 85 years old, he was willing to fight for the territory. Guys, we have to be in the fight. In the bleachers, no one is fighting. Get out of the bleachers and get in the arena. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your kids. Fight for your church. Fight for your community. Fight. You are made to fight. Stop being apathetic and fight the very apathy that's causing you to be calloused and soft and weak and impotent. Guys, you've been listening to this The Man Card Podcast, equipping men in 10, or maybe in this case, 13. (laughs) Guys, we want to help you change your world, so make sure you enlist in all of our free resources. Make sure you invest in our resources that will help you along your journey. And guys, listen, honestly, if our resources don't connect, you invest in other resources. There are a lot of guys out there that we have them on our podcast all the time. Buy their resources, buy any resources, as long as they are helping you in your journey towards the best version of you. And the third thing, guys, is change your world. Don't sit by idly as others change it for you. Don't defer your leadership to those people in other authority positions. You get in the game. You change your world. You are the man. That is a position God has given you. Men, join us in building an army of men in the arena who are becoming their best version and changing their world because when a man gets it, everyone everyone wins. wins. Guys, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And... Be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of you, then join the thousands of men around the country on our closed Facebook forum called The Men in the Arena. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called The Man Card Weekend with The Men in the Arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of Jim's new book, The Man Card, Five Characteristics Separating Men from Boys. This is the best book out there that defines what a man is and does. In it, Jim combines his master storytelling abilities with his no-holds-barred style, distinguishing between men and boys. If you want to keep your man card, then pick up a copy of this life-changing book today. Simply go to the Great Hunt for God app or mancardpodcast.com and pick up a copy today. Thank you for listening to this episode, the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.